0: Uh, but with that being said... And with that being said... we are good. And with that being said...
1: And with that being said, I'm really thankful I, I got that chance to go play at K-State.
0: With that being said, I am... Hey.
2: And now, with that being said
0: hey guys welcome to our five is one podcast and with that being said brought to you by ZoA energy drinks the official energy drink sponsor of the XFL and also our podcast I know you guys are waiting for a little bit of uh cans to come your way Travis and Gerald so we'll we'll get that one of these days I'll ask uh, I'll ask Dwayne to, to ship some energy drinks out to you guys um but uh glad to be joined by my co-host Gerald Foster.
2: Hey, what's up guys? Always good to see you.
0: Gerald, you looking fresh with the cut.
2: I'm look, I'm trying. I last time I was filming a little rough, so I was like, maybe this time get a haircut, Gerald. Don't you don't have to look like you're coming out of the uh out of the dumpster fire that is uh <laughs> that 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 might be uh that that might be a better better look if you just kind of cut yourself up, do do something with your hair.
0: The weather's turning, it's getting a little warmer out there. I had to do a little I had to do a little cut myself and trim the beard um to uh change the mojo for the team coming up this week. Travis, welcome aboard, man.
3: Hey, thanks. Thanks. Glad to be back on two two in a row, making a streak here. So, I uh, love being around you guys um and then, and uh this is going to be fun.
0: Wow, we got a big show lined up for everybody today. Um Gerald had to uh dive back in into- to his uh, uh, back into the contacts, and uh, we've got a really special guest. I think it's pretty cool that we've expanded this thing. It's not just um, college guys, not just pro guys, not just offensive line, but the game of football, and so we've got a special guest, Adrian Martinez, who is – I think he is the leading yardage – all-time leading yardage – uh, holder record holder for Nebraska uh, was a quarterback there just finished a year ago and then had a sixth COVID year and ended up transferring to Kansas State and took them to conference championship and so it's really neat to have his perspective he's going to be on our and with that being said podcast today but um, just kind of a heads up for everybody what's going on we wanted to thank a couple of our sponsors we already talked about Zoa Energy Drinks we appreciate them being the official energy drink of the XFL, but also our podcast. And then uh, the offensive line for the Arlington Renegades has some full bellies right now uh, because last night there was a huge feast going on at the Hop and Sting Brewery up in Grapevine. And then my man Trey, who is the owner and um, pit boss, pit master of Vaquero's Texas Barbecue, uh, he fed the O-line and we actually had Ian Fitzsimmons, who is the color commentary for ESPN. You guys may recognize the name. He's going to do our game this weekend when we play the Orlando Guardians. Uh, he was there. So there might be a little bit of a, a an O-line shout out on the telecast this week. So, Um, if that's all you hear about the O-line in the game, I'm good to go there. So we'll just, (laughs) we'll just eat, we'll just eat, drink and be merry. And, uh, it was an awesome experience at Vaqueros. Those guys are great. Uh, it's really awesome brisket. They brought out the ribs, the tacos. I think some of the boys took some to go. I know Ian and the cameraman were taking a bunch back to the family. Uh, so that's, what's going on here in Texas. Excited for the XFL season. We're getting ready to roll week three. And uh, the boys are anxious to get back on the field and get this thing going. Travis, give us the update. What else is going on with Five is One family?
3: So out in California, uh, our own very own coach, uh, Kiyoshi Harris, he's actually right now, as we speak and recording this, uh, rolling a camp out there at uh, Sultana High School, high desert area in Cali. He's got the next uh, like eight weeks lined up um, on Saturdays, Riverside, uh, Chaminade, Spring. Uh, there's going to be a break for spring break. Chaparral Colony, uh, Corona Centennial Village, Christian Indian Springs. So if you're an O lineman um, in that area, I'm shoot. I mean, even if you're not an O lineman, you want to see what O linemen do. You want to get a taste of it. Um, you know, it, go out, look at Five is One Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, the TikTok, uh, all that stuff, uh, and, and find out where we're at there. Kiyoshi's doing a great job in, in SoCal. Uh, really rallying behind that they're getting, we're getting a lot of good uh, coaches that are getting on board there and he's doing some really good things. So um, if you are looking at it, you need to get out there. If you're in that SoCal area and and near those high schools and you're an offensive lineman, have dreams of being an offensive lineman. I know everybody grows up and they want to be an offensive lineman. Uh, You need to get out. You need to get out there. So uh, doing a lot of great things, Um, getting ready to launch uh, some, some good things apparel wise um, hat, the, the new hats are in, um, and, you know, check out the, yeah, actually, you know, coach Hyme was sporting it last night at Vaqueros. Um, so, uh, those are, those are in, so they're going to be on the uh, website here soon, um, with that. And, uh, Hey, if you've got ideas out there, you know, drop a comment, drop a comment, let us know, get a, give us some insp- inspiration, uh, with that, you know, uh, we're, we're open to ideas. I'm not saying that we're going to implement them. They may go into the round file, but, uh, we, we want to hear it. So, uh, California's moving and run really, really good um, even though I'm in Colorado um, you know repping out the Colorado piece of it as well so uh, excited to see uh, what uh, Kiyoshi has to say about uh, today's camp and uh, what's coming up and and just follow our social media you know that's the best place to find what's going on out there so uh, Gerald what's going on in Colorado?
2: Colorado uh, so for all the people out here uh, come out enjoy yourselves we're going to be moving to Tuesday at six we're going to be Sunday at one o'clock so uh one of the two days is going to work for you I promise you you don't have a schedule that's so tight that you can't come in and uh, get a little work in uh you guys come out um if you don't want to do the work and you just want to be able to watch if you're a coach if you just want to be able to see exactly what's going on see if I'm not just blowing uh steam up the gasket, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, just come out and see, see, see exactly how we're doing things. Um, our process here is to be able to take all of the different unique uh, talents that everybody has, be able to uplift those, emphasize those and be able to work on each other's weaknesses as we do that. Right. I want to be able to make it. So these guys are going to be not only prepared for um, the next uh, season in high school, but I want to prepare them for the next level. So, Uh, if you want to be able to come out, any kind of coaches, hit us up, talk to us. We'll be able to figure out some kind of plan because it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth your guys uh, coming out and giving a little time to the, uh, to the grind with us.
0: Now there's a lot going on at at fixes our, our host location in in Woodmore in uh, in Monument, Colorado. So we're just a little bit South of uh, of Denver and uh, Gerald's got the, Training lockdown there. Uh, I know once the weather turns, there'll probably be some remote locations. We'll get out to some high schools. Well, last year when we launched, we had a number of high school coaches come out and work with their guys exclusively, like what Kiyoshi's doing down in Southern California. So expansion is what we're looking at. We want to cater to the individual athlete. We also want to cater to the coaches. Um Gerald and I come from multiple backgrounds within our coaching, um, different schemes, different ideologies, and we want to fit. However, we can help uh, your offensive line or your offensive line coach or your individual players uh, elevate their game. And, uh, we Also, want to shout out to Fix. It's it's one of the top training facilities in the Colorado area. We appreciate them letting us come in and bring the big skill athletes big over skills. to uh to get a little bit of work with Gerald. So training's going on now Tuesdays and Saturdays, excuse me, Tuesdays and Sundays. Uh Kiyoshi is rolling on Wednesday and Saturdays. So every day of the week, the big boys are getting trained, and I know we're excited for uh expansion. I've had a couple other people reach out. Um, once things get settled down with the XFL season, then I can get out and do some um, clinics and, and camps. And Gerald, I think there's some talk of maybe getting, getting you and some of your boys together back in Nebraska. So we'll, we'll we'll continue Absolutely. to build this thing. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, we've got our special guest, Adrian Martinez, ready to jump on here. Great to have a quarterback's perspective on, and with that being said, so we're looking forward to a great show uh, guys, please hit us on social, and uh, we look forward to getting comments. Um, all the Nebraska fans, all the K-State fans, uh, it looks like there might be a Michigan contingent maybe that might get somewhat excited about this. I don't know. Maybe, Travis, you guys have something to do with that. And then uh, maybe we'll keep diving into some of the SC folks that want to talk some ball. But, guys, thanks for joining us. And uh, with that being said, here we go.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, we got one of my favorite people on the A, uh, here is Adrian Martinez, right? He was a freshman when I was a redshirt senior. Uh, find it. So we're, we're supposed to be the ones guiding him to be the guy. <laughs> we get about halfway through the year. Uh, Adrian's already telling the O-line, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And we're just, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's great to have you on. Uh, obviously, we got uh, Travis. We got Jaime. We're all here. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah, thanks yeah, for absolutely. having me. I'm a-
3: yeah. I'm excited to, I'm excited to have you on Adrian, uh, you know, watching your journey from Nebraska, you know, you know, finishing off at K state. Um, and then, you know, what the future is to hold for you, man, and everything. I'm excited to see, um, your journey been watching you from, you know, afar from a little bit. Uh, and, uh, I want to hear some of these stories, of of your growth, uh, coming into Nebraska through Nebraska in that transition to Kansas, Cam- Kansas state, and now transitioning on to your future there. So I'm excited to have you on, man. And I'll, uh, I'll let Jaime uh, do his thing here, too.
0: Hey, man, it's great to have you on, Adrian. Now, this is a big time in your career with transitioning from college to, to the pro game. Uh, tell us where you're at. What do you got going on right now?
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm down in Miami, Florida, which is new territory for me. I've been here for about two months uh, training with a guy named Tony Raciope. Uh He trained uh, Kenny Pickett last year in last year's draft, and I've had a relationship with him for – more than a couple of years and uh, really just excited for this opportunity. You know, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I, I didn't get a combine invite. I'm, you know, continuing to work, excited for my pro day. There's, there's a lot of possibilities out there and, and all I can do is really control what I'm doing right now and, you know, feel good about the work we're putting in and, and the things I have lined up. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm at.
2: Just want to keep playing ball. Look at this humble man. God bless Adrian Martinez every single time. Just a perfect answer. Adrian. All right. So I, I want to get into this uh, starting off. Uh, you were the group you were in the, the era of the first NILs, right? You got to see what NIL is all about. Tell how, how the whole process happened, because I all I heard was just I just see all these things popping up on Twitter. People are texting me stuff. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know the process, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me rephrase that for you because I'm not the guys who are just getting into college now, they're the true NIL era. You oh, see these true. kids getting they <laughs> see these kids getting million dollar contracts. Let me set the record straight. I did not get that. I didn't I didn't see any of that. I uh I, I definitely feel fortunate though that I caught it at the end of my career. At least it was you interesting, you know, like yeah, I got something, so I can't complain too much. But even to this day, I mean, it's really the wild, wild west. And especially when it first came onto the scene, because no one knew what it was supposed to look like, what the involvement from the coaches could look like, what, you know, it's still such a gray area as far as um, who's really putting these things together. And for me, uh, I was fortunate that we had uh, somewhat of a, what are they calling it, a collective, you know, somewhat of a collective in place uh, to help get deals, to help uh guys get some money in their pockets right for different things i was lucky enough to partner up with a car dealership and drive a new car like had tons of awesome opportunities so um things that you wouldn't even think were possible a couple years before that
2: look at that i mean adrian's got all the the sounds of the tropical birds in the background brad that's living life miami vibes uh (laughs) We we we've been talking to people that all of us being old heads now, right? None of us really knowing what the NILs are about. So, that's kind of cool to be able to get the the little bit of insight. Uh let, let let's go back into let, let's go into your story, right? Let's start at Nebraska. Well, let's start in recruiting and then we'll just keep on moving down the line.
0: You're you're yeah. a West Coast guy, right? Aren't you Clovis West out there? I'm Clovis West. West,
2: yeah. Yes, that's, sir.
0: That's good ball. I used to recruit out there and uh you guys got a great program. You came from pretty – I mean, how were you guys when you were there kind of through your high school career and then going through the process?
1: Yeah, we were good. We were always really good. You know, my, my core group of buddies, which I always like to brag a little bit about, but one of them, he's still playing linebacker at Boise State, started this last year, over 100-plus tackles. Other buddy went to Fresno State as a running back receiver, at Fresno State um, goes as a receiver. Other buddy, he's in the minor leagues right now, White Sox organization, other buddy, Utah pitchers. So we had a, a group of guys who had, you know, the same mindset as far as wanting to get to that next level, which was college. And so um, I got to grow up in Fresno and and really experience that. But for me, you know, why how I ended up in Nebraska really is I wanted – I really wanted to maximize my college experience, right? And I wanted to go somewhere where football mattered a lot, yeah. you know, and there was tradition and – you know, that opportunity coming out of high school was just too good for me to pass up. Yeah, you're wearing the Nebraska. I'm I'm wearing I K-State see you in the right K State. I we saw the
0: K State. We can speak
1: <laughs> on that later. <laughs> we can speak on that later. But um Yeah, <laughs> yeah like opportunity to come play, uh, to compete for the job, uh, help bring a program back, which we did not do, but um so many great opportunities really lined up for me to go to Nebraska and it it fit with what I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish in college. And, um, you know, moving halfway across the country, that didn't really bother me.
0: Where else were you considering what other schools kind of recruited you and, or did you much know throughout your process pretty early on? How how was your kind of decision process?
1: Yeah, it it was a very up and down road. So, I was committed to two other schools uh, before Nebraska. So I, I committed to Cal early on, head coach was Sonny Dykes, uh, now at TCU, obviously. And, um, man, I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm fired up, stay in the state, you know, big-time school, whatever. They get fired. So I, my recruitment kind of opens back up, and my, it ends up taking off. I end up getting offers from all over the place, from the SEC, Pac-12, you know, everybody. And um, I end up committing to Tennessee. At the time when they had Joshua Dobbs, Alvin Kamara, a really uh, solid group under Butch Jones. Butch gets fired the next year. Uh, so my recruitment's still kind of open. I end up taking another visit to Tennessee, a visit to Ohio State, uh, which Urban Meyer was the head coach. Uh, Ryan Day was the OC in the quarterback room. It was JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, Joe Burrow, Tate Martell. and. God bless. It was was a heck of a room to – be. I remember sitting in there, and as a high school kid, I'm like, I don't know what the hell is being talked about right now. You know, they're going over their, you know, Friday scripts, and they're about to play Michigan State, and it's a different world at that time for me. Um, But that was a great place. And honestly, if it would have worked out better, that's probably where I would have ended up. Um, I really loved Ohio State and what they were about. But Coach Frost coming off of his UCF tenure, um, again, the opportunity to compete. Football, I mean, as you know, Gerald, is as big as anything in Nebraska. Um, The history, the tradition, it had everything that I wanted, and uh, it lined up perfectly. So I ended up making that decision about a month before signing day. So it came down to the wire for me.
3: It's not how I drew it up, but that's just how it sort of unfolded. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at your recruiting profile. I mean, like, when you say you got recruited from, you know, store. store, I mean – 26 offers over 26 offers. I mean, we're talking Alabama's. we're talking, you know, you mentioned Ohio state, you mentioned, um, you know, Tennessee, Nebraska as well. Cal there. I mean, but we've got like the who's who Georgia, Oklahoma, talk to us a little bit about like what that was like for you, because we've got a lot of guys that we help out that are like in that realm, high school transitioning to college you know, and, and talk a little bit about, like, the recruiting and, and what they should prioritize, what they should look for, things like that.
0: Mm,
1: yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, you know, for me, I was very, very fortunate and felt blessed to be in that position. It was everything that I had ever wanted. You know, I, I had a, a great opportunity to see a guy a couple years ahead of me who got heavily recruited. He was a five-star kid out of Clovis West. And I personally didn't feel like he handled it the right way. Um, and I didn't want that to happen to me. So I I really wanted to, you know, not turn into this thing where I was the hot shot around campus. I think that's the worst thing you can do. I think you have to remain as humble as you can and realize that once you get to college, all that goes away. It truly does. Um, for starters, the second thing when evaluating a school, I mean, my family and I, I'm the first one to be an athlete in this realm, uh, play at this level. So we had no idea. So we were going into it just with, with no clue kind of how it works. And really it's manipulative at times, Um, kind of the way teams can recruit you negative recruit, other schools leverage you into committing at a certain time. There's a lot of um, kind of underhand stuff that happens in it. That's just unfortunate. I would say one, have your timeline and you know, if the school doesn't fit in that timeline, don't, be rushed into a decision you don't want to make. Um, Two, I would really evaluate the school, and I'm thankful that I love my time in Nebraska because the coaches eventually got fired, you know? And college football is not a stable industry. It's not. You know, you look at a lot of teams, these coaches are in and out, and coaches want to move up, and, you know, that's just the way it goes. So as a player, you can love a coach, and you want to really love your coach, but you can't commit to a coach. Because that coach might not be there. You need to commit to the school. If you prioritize academics, does this line up with what I think I could major in? A lot of guys change majors, right? What I think I can do. Do I love the atmosphere? Could I see myself living here and enjoying my time? Because that's, that's it right there, man. You know, like that, that's it. If you don't, you'll be miserable. And luckily, we have the transfer portal and other things. But you really want to pick the school for the school and see what the program's about at its roots, because guys are going to leave. Guys are in and out all the time.
2: Yeah, definitely. The, uh, Adrian, is uh, he's the one and only uh, three-time captain at Nebraska, uh, a stat that none of us uh, two-timers ever even thought was a thing. <laughs> we were always <laughs> like, you know, uh, it, it's cool to be in the, the two-time club. We, we all had like, our little thing. We got a uh, talk day. Great for you. Great for you. Um, for being in this uh 11 man club, and then here comes Adrian three times all by himself, he's on top of the mountain. Uh, it didn't even stop there, right? So, after uh, after getting your what was it, five years at Nebraska, given uh, all you had, I mean, I, I commend the hell out of you for everything that you did in Nebraska, uh, the injuries that you went through, and you kept pushing and you did everything that you could just to get us into the realm of being able to play against all these top uh, teams, the Michigans, the Ohio States, um, it, it is amazing that not only you, you got your three at Nebraska, then you go over to K-State, you get another one, right? That just shows the kind of person that Adrian is. And that was the reason why I was like, if if I'm going to bring anybody on, I'm going to bring on a uh, little brother, Adrian, I'm going to have him talk so he can <laughs> he can be able to tell you what it's like to To just be able to take a room and understand all the players, understand exactly what it's about to be a a part of a team.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, and and it was uh, you know like you said at Nebraska, it was it was tough leaving that place. You become so ingrained in a culture and a and a school. You know, I truly love the school still. You know, I still have my Nebraska gear. I'm not wearing it now, but I I work out (laughs) in it too. So I read both, Uh, but that decision was tough and. And with that being said, I'm really thankful I, I got that chance to go play at K-State. Um, a, a totally different experience
3: for me. Talk to us a little bit about that, because that that came, in, that came in at a period of time where the transfer option had totally changed in the college landscape and everything. So talk to us a little bit. Give us some insight of how that was with you going through the transfer portal as it is now versus, you know, what, it, what it used to be, where that was kind of a forbidden world, unless, you know, you had some things lined up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, a bit like going into the unknown. I mean, some guys do have things lined up. I, I didn't, you know, I just knew I wanted to take a chance and go find a new opportunity, a fresh start somewhere else. And for me, it was really, really fast. We talk about the high school recruiting process as far as timeline, you know, I had about two weeks to take visits, Zoom calls, coaches flying in, driving in, meeting me at just random food spots to just talk shop and try and get to know each other. And it's very rushed. Right. And so I'm thankful I made the right decision, what I consider to be the right decision, going with K-State, trusting Coach Klein, Coach Kleiman. Uh, But yeah, you know, like I flew out to I actually took a visit to Cal. You know, I did really like Cal. I was <laughs> there again and uh, um, had some other options. And even the day I was committing, you know, a little story. The day I was committing, LSU, Pitt, Ole Miss called me. Like the day I commit was committing. It's like I can't. I can't go back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, completely, completely. You know, and stuff like that happens in high school too. You know, like oh, shoot, this kid's committing. Let's go jump in right now. You know, that stuff happens a lot. But um, For me, just trying to get as much information as possible from these guys. And it was a hectic process. It really was. I mean, I was on the road moving around, like, and just dealing with the fact that I had just put my name in the portal at Nebraska was, I played there for four years. Like it was blowing up on social media, it was this and that, you know, trying to say my goodbyes. It was uh, it was a lot at once.
2: You're getting your hate mail at the same time you're getting your we love you, Adrian's, because, oh, my goodness, if people were trying to tear you down on Twitter, I was like, Adrian's such a better person than me. I wouldn't have been able to take half of the stuff that these people, I mean, Husker fans still, they they acted. I mean, this last year, they're acting like you were a part of our program and they were thinking that they needed to say something.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, the thing I try and tell everybody, Twitter is not real life. You know, it's not. (laughs) It's not real life. It's really a small minority of people who are talking on Twitter who actually say stuff and every, I mean, I can go to the furthest West point in Nebraska and people would, you know, recognize me. Hello. So nice. I had never not once had someone said something negative to me in person. It was nothing but man, we love you as a player. Thank you for all you've done. And even now, when I go back to Nebraska, that's how it is. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. But if you look on Twitter, yeah, it looks like I'm the most hated guy in the world, you know, and that at yeah. times, and that's just the way it goes.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, when it's the, the 10% of the trolls in the world and they feel so comfortable that they get to hide behind their little screens, and I'm talking to you guys, I, I want you guys to hear me, you <laughs> trolls, right? It's I'm coming after you. And if you want to come after me on, uh, on Twitter, IG, do it. I'm for it. I'm out of this the sport now. I can talk back. <laughs> well, I but think no, now uh,
0: that now that guys have kind of seen it from the other side, you know, when we, you know, when we had uh, Nick Gates on uh, a little while ago, Nick talked about just being able to transition because he had a lot of different coaches. Like coaching is, the coaching profession is volatile, and. Coaches are going to move. Coaches are going to get fired. Coaches are going to find other jobs. And now players are able to do the same thing. You know, if the coach leaves, if all of a sudden there's transition, the COVID year for Adrian, you probably took advantage of that extra year uh, with everything that went on. Like the one thing that's constant is the inconsistency of college football. Like you just need to roll with the punches. And I think, I think what, what did Gates say? Like he had, he's had how many coaches in the NFL, already? You said I, he had
2: four coaches in the NFL. It, and he had, right. Three, was, Yeah, three. you have, Three
0: O-line coaches at Nebraska? Yeah. And then, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Nature yeah. of the business. Yeah. I mean, and, and so I think that's only something that's going <laughs> to help you within your draft stock and your opportunity, wherever you land is you're going to be able to deal with change because that happens in the NFL that happens in pro football. I mean, just the, the the constant change, the constant move, and and being able to be a guy that has been in a couple of different systems and had to learn that, pick it up. I mean, what Gerald, you were talking about when Adrian was making his first starts. You guys on the O line were a pretty veteran group, right? And you guys were kind of making the checks. You guys were helping the young buck kind of cut his teeth and figure out how to do it. But pretty much, he he took over relatively quick. But he ha- took
2: over, <laughs> which was wild. It was it was That's just so cool. funny because. That was one of the biggest things uh, Coach Frost comes in. He's like, hey, you guys are a vet group. We're going to put a lot of responsibility on your guys' shoulders. All right, perfect. We're going through the first games. All right, we're going to help this call, help this call. I don't know if it got to maybe game three or four. Adrian's like, I got this. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry. You guys just do your own line of stuff. I, I got the rest of this. And I was like, if you can do it, you can do it. I'll, I'll sit back and uh, – I'll relax, you know, just playing O-line is easy, trying to look back, look at their coverage, turn back around, doing all that stuff. That's too much. So I was excited to be able to have a, a young guy that uh, he. I mean, Adrian just came in to be a he, he was a scholar to the game. Right. When you have somebody like that, somebody that understands like, all right, let me take my step back so I can see what's all going on. All right, now that I've seen it, this is my turn to be able to try to uh organize and get uh everybody in the right positions. He he did that perfectly. Uh I kind of ask for a a better young guy to to be our, you know, our starting quarterback and he, Travis, you saw right? The guy had the numbers. <laughs> he he yeah, did 20. Right. <laughs> 20, I mean,
3: freshman year, true freshman coming out of high school, going into Big 10, football. I mean, you know, you you don't get too much bigger than the Big 10. I mean, he's 224 for 347, 2,617 uh, passing yards, 17 touchdowns. And then he's got rushing yards on top of that too. I mean, 139.5 uh, QB rating his freshman year, not redshirt freshman year, true freshman year in the big 10. I mean, you're, you're at the top level uh, in my opinion um, of football in, in college football there and to throw what a 17, 18 year old, coming out of high school into that mix I mean that's impressive that just that just speaks to where you were at maturity wise you know with with the game both from a mentally standpoint but also being able to be there physically um, with that so you know that that's that's pretty awesome what, what was your experience what was your perspective we we heard from Gerald but what was your perspective getting there underneath you know first game and you're like oh crap <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for kind words. Um, and I'll say, everyone has their welcome to college football moment. That first game, I, I definitely had mine. Like it was, uh, <laughs> it was early. I had a scramble, and I was just running recklessly. You know, running recklessly, and some veteran Mike linebacker, true six four, like two <laughs> thirty from Colorado, just lays me out. You know, feet off the ground, like. Luckily I the ball flew out and it just ended up on me and I fell on it and I was like, holy smokes. You know, you watch it back on tape and I got lit up. And it's kind of like a wake-up moment. And then on the flip side of that, I remember my first ever touchdown, our first touchdown of that season. It was a zone read. They had an extra defender off the edge and I made the extra guy miss. Ran, it was like maybe 35 yards, touchdown, and unforgettable moment for me. You know, first touchdown, Memorial Stadium is going nuts. Uh, a great moment. Yeah. And I'm lucky. My freshman year, we had a great O-line, great group of guys, veteran leadership. And, um, you know, I know he's giving me a lot of praise right now. They made it easy. You know, they truly did. And um, cool thing about football, cool thing about protections. um, It makes the game so much easier as a quarterback when you really know it, you can feel comfortable in it where, you know, where you're hot, you know, we're sliding this way, this and that. And to jump back on K-State, I really liked some of the things we did in protections and some of the flexibility I had to, you know, flip it, to extend the point, different things like that, that um, I really, really felt like gave me control.
0: Talk to me from the coaching perspective. Um, Sometimes a lot of times guys get caught up as far as an offensive line coach or as an O-lineman, you always want to make sure you're going to take the five most dangerous. You want to take it off the running back, uh, you don't want the quarterback to be hot, but I've heard from a lot of guys, sometimes they're okay throwing into being hot. They know where their hots are. Um, Just protection wise, take us through kind of a quarterback evaluation, what you try to do and how you put a package together with an offensive line, with the running backs, with the coaching staff. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and I would 10 times out of 10, we want to get our back out, right? Obviously. And um, that's kind of the base of how I want to align things. We want to get our back out and the defense is trying to scheme us too. You know Um, we don't want to make those mic points too uh, obvious because guys will, you know, they'll bring the, they'll bring the will, you know, we we point out the mic and the will comes in the back is like, all right, there's, there's no other option there, you know, so trying to get creative with some of those things Um, in the big 12, we we played a lot of three down structures and uh, something that K-State did, The previous years, they used to slide. So they used to have a four-man slide uh, to who they thought were the most dangerous defenders. And what would happen is the D-line would wait, or I see it in the NFL watching some tape now. They'd see which side they slide to, and they'd bring pressure from the opposite side. And so this year, we did something that we did in Nebraska. And I was like, hey, why don't we duel? Why don't we sort? You know, sort protection. Oh, sort
2: God bless. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Bless the sword. So, you know, the guards reading, the tackles reading and both those guys, they did a great job all year and it took some responsibility off my plate, but from a four down structure, we didn't see the dropping ends in the boundary like we do in the big 10, big 12. There's not a lot of dropping ends. And for me, again, the game is just different with the hashes. You don't see as much boundary pressure. So it's really tied to the game plan, you know, by default, We have our O-line sliding to the field. You know, our man side is to the boundary by default. But if I see, you know, safety tilt, if I see maybe a cap defender, you know, those are some of the tells I look for to get us turned all to really get the back out. And, And most of the time, I mean, again, it's a game plan thing. Most of the time I want my back opposite of that slide, which would give me the best chance of him getting out.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Talking ball, talking protection. I mean, this is all the stuff you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do some of these draft interviews, talking to people at Pro Days. What Kind of what's your plan moving forward over the next couple of months, I guess, as you prepare uh, to play at the next level? Yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, it's
1: being down here, working with Tony. There's obviously a, a fundamental side to it. So, you know, attack all the on the field stuff. I hate it, but I have to, you know, I have to work three cone drill. I have to work pro agility. Like none of that shit is actual football, but you know, as soon as,
0: as soon as one day is
1: done, I am tossing that out, but work on that, right. Work on the speed, get in the weight room. And then it's what we call chalk talk. So we get up on the board, we go over fronts, we go over coverages. And some examples of questions I've, I've been asked, I I got a chance to play in the hula bowl and the NFL PA, you know, all-star game and you get to meet with scouts and, their favorite is, you know, what third and seven draw me up your favorite play, you know, talk to me about what you're reading versus this coverage, this coverage, this front. All right. There's pressure coming from the field. What are you doing to protection pressure coming from the boundary? What are, what are your rules? All right. is cover zero. What's your check, you know, stuff like that. And for me, I mean, I go over this stuff every day, you know, we have a little whiteboard here and I'm, I'm repping this stuff every day. So I, I feel really comfortable with my ability to articulate that stuff and feel good on the board. And it's, it's something we do again, we do it every day. And I try and watch film a a different team in the NFL, just try and pick up what it looks like Um, in that league. It's obviously different. The speed's different schemes, more advanced. Uh, I've been really thankful to uh, Kenny Pickett's down here and just talking to him about his process and the changes he's made throughout the year, what he's done to get better and how the game is different and what they do in protections. I mean, I haven't played Miles Garrett and uh, who's Jadavion Clowney off the edge. Like you're doing different stuff against those guys than you are. You Completely. know when you're playing when you're playing. I don't know.
2: Some Salem, no Dame you know, from Iowa. Different. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, yeah. yeah. Iowa's got some guys, but no doubt, no doubt.
2: All right. Uh, not trying to get too far off of the the us talking about the process that you're going through. Uh, I do want to get back a little bit with the uh, the old lines that you've had. If you're going to say, out of the O-lines that you've had, who's your favorite O-line out of your Set years?
3: Setting you him up.
2: Set you up. <laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> I'm going to
1: um, go, <laughs> go with my freshman year. I'm going to go with my freshman year. love those boys. Uh, a close second is at K-State. Um, all those boys are coming back. Did a great job um, for me this last year. And, uh, you know, just a tenacious group that – we had just some great run game stuff. Uh, they wore the moon boots. I loved it. You know, they got their <laughs> yeah. ankles all taped up. Like, they, they freaking hated it, but it was kind of hilarious. So, those those boys did a great job, but nothing will beat, you know, my first true college football line that embraced me, you know,
0: truthfully. Uh, yeah. what, makes it, what makes a good O-line, in your opinion, just as a quarterback that's been around, you've had a ton of snaps, you've been at two different places, you've had success. Like, for a quarterback standpoint – What makes a good O-line? Grit.
1: I'll I'll use the word grit. You know, I I think um, you got to be able to hit a guy in the face, you know, and do it consistently. And when you're getting beat, lean on your boys. And and it's really a a unit that works together. And that's what's so cool about the O-line is you'll be hard-pressed to find a group on a football team that's tighter than those guys. You know, um, they had a a corner in our locker room at K-State And they'd be blaring like the most ridiculous music every day. And it'd be a battle every day between those guys and the DBs who are in another corner and they'd be blaring music and guys would just rally around them. And and that's really what you are as that unit is you're the, you're the toughest guys on the team. You're willing to do whatever it takes. And I mean, when I come off to the sideline, I see that look in your eye, like, Hey, we're going to get this, I don't know if we can cuss on here. We're going to fucking get this done. You know there what I mean? Like we're going to get it done. <laughs> and uh, that's what I love to see out of the O-line. And, and that's what I think marks, you know, a true great O-line is. Man, I'm hurting whatever it is. I missed the last block. It doesn't matter. Call that, call that G scheme again. Let me pull around the edge and go knock that guy on his ass. You know what I mean? That's what I
2: like. But, yeah, he, he loves having a, a veteran left guard in there, just just giving it all he has, you know, <laughs> giving out giving his body to the game. Uh, well, thank you for saying that uh, That we're, we're, we're up there. I, I was I was like, well, I don't know. With the K-State line taking you guys to the Big 12, I didn't know if we're going to be able to beat that. That was – that's all <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, oh. A little pressure, you know, a
1: little pressure, but nothing big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the Big 12 uh, championship. The, the atmosphere, what was that like?
1: Yeah, well, going to AT&T Stadium, that was pretty cool. Getting to see the names up on the banner, you know, Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman. You, you see the people who have played, you know, in a Cowboys uniform. And um, it was special. It was really cool. And and for me, you know, we, we never really won in Nebraska. And getting that exactly. chance at State and doing it, you know, seeing what this – what the culture was like and all the work that we put in and seeing it pay off um, the way it did was, was special, special for me. And shoot, it goes to overtime. Uh, I was hurt for the game. So I go up for the coin toss. It's me and Quinn Johnson. Uh, it's like a top 10 pick right now, receiver from TCU. And all my boys were like, this is the moment we knew we were going to win. Kind of messing with me, but I took it serious. I was staring this guy down. You know, it's just me and him up there. We're going to OT, and I'm – I mean, I'm not in shoulder pads, but I'm staring him down. Win the toss. We go on defense. Our D – gosh, I got to stop testing. Uh, stops him on fourth down, fourth and goal. We get the ball, field goal. It was uh, pretty special. My dad was there. Got to share that moment with him. So, you know, something I won't forget for sure.
2: I was going to say you got the ring and everything, baby. Not yet. But yeah, I know. You got banners. My my guy has banners at K State. He has all the records at Nebraska. <laughs> he did it. You did it right. And I, I mean, I was so excited when uh, I, I think I texted you when you you ended up deciding to go to K State, and I was I was so excited for you because I just knew that like that fresh start was what you needed. I knew you had so much ball left in you that it was like to be able to to give everything that you did to Nebraska. It's time to go out there and uh it's time to go out there and win some some championships. And that's exactly what you did when you went to K-State. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun for me to be the one guy in Nebraska outfit in the bars, sitting here cheering for the K-State. And they're like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, don't worry. Not don't worry it. about me. Don't worry <laughs> about me. Oh man. No, that was uh that was special for me. Like I was, like I was a part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for winning a different program so I could have some kind of little peace. Right. Uh, Not all of us are you uh, Travis, where we get to have the the Michigan team to to talk about all the time. Right. I got to have specific players that I get to be like, yeah, no, he, he, he's incorporating me. That's my championship too. Right. It's for all the boys. It's for all the boys, the boys, baby. You put, you put some investments into
3: that, that you get to, you get to, to have that investment celebration there, Gerald. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Adrian, talking about that big 12 season and everything. I mean, the thing that comes to mind was that game versus Oklahoma. Um, I mean, I watched that game and, and I'm like, wow. I mean, look at this guy. I mean, this guy just was at Nebraska doing great things, um, and, and everything. And now, you know, total change, conference change, team change, and really like, the 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 difference between Nebraska what Nebraska was going through um, environmentally and, and then going into Kansas State you know it, it they, they it was a total change for you as far as stability even though it was just one year um, K State is you know they've had Coach Climbing there for it seems like an eternity um, and whatnot and talk to us a little bit about just that game like talk to us about how that game was for you and I know you want to talk about the O line and and we'll we'll take that being an O line group but Talk about that game because that's the thing, to me, that stood out. That that solidified that, okay, it wasn't necessarily, you know, a school or a scheme or anything. Like, this this guy has got it. He's got the it factor. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you again. Yeah. I, that game is special to me. It's my favorite game, uh, obviously, for my career. And what's funny, I, I think context is important to Lane – the week before, which at the time was seen as a tough loss, a bad loss. It was at home, and they ended up, you know, winning the Cotton Bowl and being a pretty darn good team. Uh, they beat us at home, and they beat us, like, 20 to 13 or something. And I did not play well. You know, we didn't play well as a group. Um, didn't throw the ball as well as we needed to, really, to win that game. And coming in the next week, Coach Kleiman uh, sits me down. He's like, hey, like we believe in you let it rip, let it rip. And that kind of motto that, you know, people see it as corny, but I think there's power in some of that stuff. We let that transition into the week and we had an edge about us, you know, and that's what made that team special. And what I think makes K state special and why I chose to go there, you know, quick little recap. When I first walked into the the weight room, it felt like everybody had a chip on their shoulder, you know, Felt like the weight staff, felt like the guys there. I mean, there were no five-star recruits in that building. You know, we had this graphic after we won the Big 12 championship that showed kind of the stars for each team. K-State was at the bottom as far as talent. And it didn't matter, right? So we had that edge going into Oklahoma. They're ranked sixth in the country. They just came off beating Nebraska. And um, go into there, and we let it rip. We play – our style of ball, our style of ball, you know, and and we hit him in the mouth from the jump. And for me, it felt like I'd finally reached uh, the player I knew I could be. You know what I mean? As far as from a college perspective, that potential. And you're always chasing that. always want to maximize that. And in that game, uh, I felt like I was in the sweet spot of what I wanted to do as far as running the ball, as far as throwing the ball. We were a well-oiled machine moving the ball. Um, and that adversity right before it, it's kind of like the perfect metaphor for, you know, my life, for my college football career. Um, nothing is, is going to go as you plan. Uh, and I wouldn't change a, a thing, really. And losing to Tulane, that sucked. That hurt. Come back against Oklahoma and, and, and go beat them in, in their place and really just put us on a trajectory to win the Big 12 title and, and change our season and, and kind of realize our identity. Yeah, it is chip on the shoulder, edge. You know, we play and hit people in the mouth, and that's our game. You know, and we kind of found that in that game, relished in it. And again, I'll point to the O-line. Those boys were exhausted after that thing. They love – you can go back on Twitter. They love taking shirtless pics after every one <laughs> of our wins. Um, and they earned it. And, man, I mean, from start to finish, those boys didn't want us. You know, they didn't want us that day. And it was kind of like the not today. Maybe yesterday, maybe tomorrow, but, but not today. You know, you're you're not going to get
3: us today. So 300, 382 total yards, five touchdowns, four of which were on the ground for that game. Um, I would say that uh, they didn't want a piece of you at all. You're exactly right. (laughs) The,
2: The the bow, the the flex of the bow. Did you have that as a celebration that you were already planning on doing? Or was that just like my guy gets in the end zones like, yeah, let me just give it to the crowd. That was insane.
1: Dude, it was—I I swear to you—it was just in the moment. And what's crazy is, I guess Oklahoma had scored a touchdown in the possession before, and the guy bowed, and I had no idea. Like, I didn't did not register in my mind. I don't remember that happening. We go down and score, and I do the bow, and I haven't really truly celebrated after a touchdown before that or after that, but it felt right, and uh, <laughs> that'll definitely live on. My kids will see that picture for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that one's – that's an iconic Adrian Martinez, man. I saw that and I was like, oh, he's showing he, – he's him. He's the guy. He's not messing <laughs> around today. That was, <laughs> that was one of the cooler moments I've, uh, I've been able to watch. Um, you guys got any more questions? Any, any last questions for the yeah, man?
0: Just real – that's one of the things. As an offensive line, you want a quarterback that's got confidence, swagger, but the way you carry yourself, you're humble. You have kind of that that self-confidence and you have the chip on your shoulder and you've had to go through plenty, just like everybody has. But when you know you got a guy behind you that has the you use the term grit, you know, and if you know as an offensive line that your quarterback has that grit, he just has the toughness, whether he's going to sling it, whether he's going to run somebody over, whether he's going to make an unblocked guy miss all that stuff that feeds on a team. And college football is so based on emotion and the momentum and Absolutely. just the kind of the buildup and and professional football is a little bit more um, not not that it's not an emotional game not it it still is but you know it 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 is a lot more of the tactical part of the game and you can get the college environments that can really sway a game to and fro. <laughs> but it's really cool to see and hear those stories coming from you and where you've been and, and what it takes. And I can see why Gerald has such kind of fondness for you. And as a guy that came up and you guys grew up together, played together, and you know, he's calling you a little brother, but I, I think, uh, I think we're going to see you doing some big things on the, on the road here uh, very soon. And, uh, Adrian, it's awesome to get to know you. Uh, I just, as a coach, I wish you all the best. Um, I'd love to see where your journey's going. Keep working, keep, uh, keep grinding. It seems like you got a level head and I can't wait to see uh big things that are on the horizon for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on too. Oh,
2: of course, brother. Of course. Happy to have you on. Uh, last thing that I, I wanted to say was uh, five is one is our motto, right? Uh, to be able to, to get, to be able to get yourself into the success that you want on a a O-line, you guys all got to come together. Um, We got to come together and we got to be able to strike all at one, uh, one time. Uh, Everybody has to know each other's weaknesses, their strengths, so you can play off of each other to be able to be the best players that you are. Uh, For the five is one mantra, would you feel like uh, if, if it was one more added in, it would have to be the quarterback or is it the running back? Who do you think's the guy that, uh, that would be able to make that a full staple, right?
1: For sure the quarterback. For sure the quarterback. Come on, you're talking to a quarterback. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I'll set you, you up for an easy one. I'll set you up for an easy one. Protection sometimes, but, I mean, come on. It's a, it's a passing league, and, uh, you know, it's,
2: it's a QB all, all day. Do you, uh, you, you stand for what we do for the five is one? Do you like that, that little mantra we have? Absolutely. I mean, are, are
1: the hats for sale? Can I, can I get one of those or what?
2: Yeah, no worries. That That's an easy one. We'll get you, get you a hat, right. get you a shirt, shit. We got you. I'll rep that all day. Please, we will
0: we will get a care package out to Travis. I'm sure we'll have it uh, sent down to Miami. Uh, no problem. I'm assuming you'll want a short sleeve down there. It's starting to get a little warmer instead of some of the hoodies that, that are getting rocked in Colorado these days.
2: Yeah. I'm sweating just sitting out here. It's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> All right. But thanks, uh, Adrian. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Uh, This has been a whole lot of fun uh, being able to talk to somebody that uh, I see as family, somebody that I know uh, to be a great person on and off the field. He's going to be successful, whatever he does. Um, That's that's us wrapping up uh, our. And with that being said, I hope everybody enjoyed listening in. Uh, leave comments, leave whatever you guys got criticisms. If you want to talk about uh, Adrian's time in Nebraska, you want to talk about Adrian's time at uh, K-State, do what you want, just do. go ahead and get in those comments. We'll all love to be able to see what you got. Uh, thank you guys, uh, this has been a whole lot of fun.